Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Manchester is Red. I'm Anthony Jepson. I'm here with Samuel Luckhurst, Manchester United editor for the Evening News, James Robson. Um, Manchester United correspondent. We're going to be talking all things United ahead of the new season. Um, we're going to start off with the Super Cup though. The last couple of days have been United assessing where they're at after a 2-1 defeat. Um, what did you make of it, Samuel? I thought the first hour was a footballing lesson for United. It just exposed this massive gulf in class between mm. themselves and Madrid. And this was after United having a good pre-season. Madrid purportedly having a poor pre-season. Yeah, yeah. I think if anything, it's it's kind of it's helped Mourinho in a way because it's just uh, reiterated the need for another forward, which he's not concealed uh, is interesting whatsoever. They've they've looked at Perisic, they've looked at Bale. It's clear they do need a world-class forward uh, if they are to get back to that level, which Madrid are at at the moment. That said, I thought United, despite the fact that Madrid outclassed them for the majority, they had some very good chances. And if Rashford scored that equaliser, yeah, yeah. then they might have gone on and won it. But it was kind of they, they seemed to be anomalous events and otherwise very dominant display for Madrid. Yeah, it's a well-established team there, isn't it? And United are building. What was your take on it, James? Well, I think we've learned that United are a mile away from the best team in Europe by a mile. You know, yeah. Real Madrid are back-to-back Champions League winners what, three in the last four years yeah. I don't think there's anyone to hold a candle to Real Madrid so uh, I wouldn't expect Mourinho or all United fans even to be too concerned that they're not at that level I think Paul Scholes said afterwards that United aren't aiming to be Real Madrid they're not right now and they've got to no, accept that no, it's, it's a long way to go there it, isn't it? it's a hard thing for, for United to accept because the club they are they, they believe they should be the very best but they're brutal truth of it is that they finished sixth last season they've been nowhere near winning a title since Fergie left mm-hmm. this is where they are I think what we have seen is that they're going in the right direction under Mourinho and yeah they lost uh, like Samuel said for about an hour I thought it was uh, pretty horrifying and you thought oh wow this is just an absolute golfing class by the end it was fairly close yeah, now yeah. I know look Bale what hit the bar um, Casemiro hit the bar United missed their chances, Real missed their chances, it, maybe it could have been 5-2. But the fact is that, and this was classic Mourinho, he found a way to somehow bridge that gap. Because player for player, De Gea's the only one who getting that Real Madrid team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a it's mile apart. But even despite that, at the end, you felt like, wow, that was a bit close. United might have got something out of that. Yeah. And that's classic Mourinho. And that maybe is what we're going to see this season, that, all right, he might not have the best team, but... The man knows how to find a way to win. Yeah. Does it worry you that he goes up against a world-class midfield of you know Modric and Cruz with someone like Marouane Fellaini? I don't. So with with Fellaini, I mean, I think someone said it was a knee-jerk reaction bringing him on, where it really isn't. Mourinho's done that quite a lot, and Van Gaal did it quite a lot as well. Um, Fellaini does have his uses. I think the the bigger worry was, uh, to to a lesser extent, Pogba, but certainly someone like Herrera who 
had a couple of you know, storming games last mm. season, but just couldn't get near guys like Modric or Cruz. Yeah, it didn't look like a Barcelona midfielder. No, exactly. Game. And and the, the frustrating thing from United fans' perspective is that Modric was a player that Ferguson was a huge admirer of, but didn't even bother going for because he didn't want to negotiate with Daniel Levy. Cruz was a player who seemed bound for United and then that ended when Van Gaal came in as well. So United have, have looked at a lot of these players in the Madrid side who they thought they had a chance of getting or considered mm. getting and they didn't end up with them. There was the line about uh, United scouts saying that they thought Isco's head was too big for him. Like, very, <laughs> yeah, very weird. Surreal uh, yeah. observation. And, and with the whole like comparison with Madrid, as, as James said, Scholes was right. I mean, for all this obsession United have with the European Cup, Real Madrid have won as many European Cups in the last four years that United have managed in their history, mm. which is, is pretty extraordinary when you when you look at it like that. So, and Mourinho has alluded to it as well. He knows that in order for United to be competing at that level, it will take a bit more time. And for you know for the forthcoming season, the target has to be the Premier League. Yeah, my yeah. only concern would be how to go back to your question is how easy an option Fellaini seems to be when things are going wrong. Now, I actually, I know a lot of United fans can't stand him, they want him out of the club. I think he has his worth, and I think he's, he's proved his worth since he's been there. He's got his weaknesses, we all know. It's a very specific role yeah, he's got yeah, to play, isn't it, it when, is. you, when they use him. But. And you can see that, you know, that there were times last season when United came up against better footballing teams, they thought, well, Mourinho thought, I'll throw him a Fellaini, and this will shake him up a bit. And it does, and it works. And actually, his hold-up play was really good when he came on. Mm. You know, if, if you, you know, it was... Almost Ibrahimovic s the way he could bring it down his chest and he was dropping it. You know that's not what you really expect of Fellaini. Um, I just yeah, you think going forward that shouldn't be an option. You know, the Real Madrid that wouldn't be an option for Real Madrid. It no. wouldn't be an option for City. But it, it, you know the, that option of throwing up just the big man up front. You kind of think surely United should be should be beyond that. But there's more than one way to win a match, and Mourinho is a master of doing that. Yeah, going back to that gulf between Madrid and United, what does that? sort of tell you about this summer's transfer activities you know they're sort of shopping in different marketplaces really aren't they well Madrid have done a lot of shopping really I know they've got the um, really needed to have they no I no they've, they've got the kid uh, Ceballos in I think from, from Real Betis and you'd still be a little surprised if they don't end it with, with Mbappe coming in as mm-hmm. well but they are in a different league to United what works in United's favour is that Madrid since I think maybe Rodriguez and, and Cruz came in uh, three years ago. They they haven't spent an awful lot of money. I think that summer when they thought they were getting De Gea, um, it was probably the first summer in this century where there hadn't been a Galactico style mm. sign, where they hadn't spent an awful lot of money on the player. And that's what partly why United were confident that De Gea would stay uh, for another season because Madrid do seem to struggle to get the funds for these players these days. Uh, but United did say before the window even opened that it was going to be a crazy summer and that's yeah. proved to be correct with the fees flying around um, Liverpool were well within their rights to reject £90 million for Coutinho because by the going rate he probably is worth over more yeah. uh, more than £100 million I think from United's uh, point of view this artificial deadline Mourinho imposed of getting them in before pre-season started has just fueled frustration among supporters uh, he has pro- pretty. I think there's, you could do a timeline of press conferences where he's sent these very veiled messages to Woodward, looking for that fourth signing. Yeah. Still not come in. 
Uh, he's clearly not in a position where he trusts Marshall to start yet, I don't think, which is a little bit perplexing because he had a good pre-season. And yeah. The talent is there. Yeah. But just, you know, I mean, the other night you've got Damien and Lingard on the left side, two right-footers. Lingard was overwhelmed during the first half and that's the level United are at the moment. They need to rise above that. So that that fourth signing, if it does happen, it's very much needed. It could be the kind of player... I do think there's an available player out there who would possibly transform United into a title-winning side. Yeah. When you talk about the markets that they're both shopping in, I think it tells you the difference between the sides, uh, their evolutions at the moment. That Real have sold two players who can't get near their first team for the best part of 100 million in Morata and Danilo. Two very good players. Two very good players. Um, they Rodriguez. Might, they, might Rodriguez. As well. you, they might sell another one who at one time was the most expensive player in the world, Gareth Bale, and they'll probably get what they bought him for at least, you know, you'd think at least 85 million for Gareth Bale, who's another one who you'd probably think come the start of the season won't be a starter for them. Mm-hmm. That shows you the difference. United are, well, United wanted Morata at, at, what, 60, 70 million pounds. They want Bale at 80 to 100 million pounds. Yeah. That's, that's the level these two clubs are at. Sure. I think it's fair to say that Mourinho should be fairly satisfied with what he's got in so far. I think he's bought really well and addressed areas that needed to be fixed. I think something, the real highlight from Tuesday night was Matic. I thought he was brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. He showed he's going to be far more than just a destroyer. Um, I know we've seen lots of him over the past few years that he's been at Chelsea. But in that company, that like you say, that Real Madrid midfield, which is yeah. just unstoppable. Yeah, he held his he own, was, he, he was bringing it down, passing it. His touch was brilliant. But it's his shot that led to the goal. It, his, his tackling was really good. There's a perception of him as a negative kind of spoiler no, of a player, not, isn't there? He's, he's more no, than that, isn't he? a lot more than that. And I think given the the license to go forward more, you can see the difference that he'll make. Um, I, I think the concern was that he's not as um, creative as someone like Carrick. And Carrick's big strength is that he always looks to play the ball forward. But from Tuesday night, he looked like he was going to fill that role comfortably mm-hmm. and offer more in the fact that he actually... He's, he's more, more of a ball winner. Yeah, more yeah. defensively. Uh, and Lukaku, I think he's going to get goals. Um, you can argue, is he a £75 million player? In this current market, I don't know what anyone's worth because it's just mental, isn't it? Yeah. Um, he's, look, he's, he's a goal scorer in the Premier League and Real Madrid substitutes £70 million, so maybe he is a £75 million player. Um, his record of the Premier League is good, isn't it? I mean, yeah. it's, it's whether he can translate that into Champions League football. Well, he's now scored against City and... And against um, Real Madrid, and all we kept hearing last year was that he can't score against big clubs. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not a bad start, is it? No, he's got well. a knack as well. I think we noticed that against Madrid last, uh, the other night, and the friendly against Real Salt Lake of, of scoring while not performing as well, which is something that Ibrahimovic excelled yeah. at last season. Yeah, there were a lot of games which he salvaged while performing pretty pretty atrociously, really. I mean, the, I think the Sanetian hat trick is, is, is one of the worst in terms of quality, but it was still a tie-clinching hat-trick in, in the first leg. The thing that was noticeable about Matic in, in Dublin last week was that when he didn't have the ball, it, he was rarely sitting um, in the middle third. He was actually getting forward mm. and, and supplementing the attack. And I think that could be the advantage of United in this 3-5-2 formation that, that Mourinho has, has used quite a lot during pre-season, that you've got not just uh, another midfielder to... to uh, support Pogba and Lukaku and Mkhitaryan but you've got Matic joining in as well and as he showed um, in the cup semi-final uh, last season and uh, in Skopje the other night he, he has got a hell of a shot so 
that's that's something that mm-hmm. I think Carrick has been criticised of. Like he's not scored enough goals since moved to United. Doesn't shoot enough and um, little qualms like that. The one who is a concern still is is Lindelof, who just looks very very jittery at the moment. But I don't think that's particularly unusual. When, yeah, he's, he's a young player, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, and the amount of centre halves who've come newly signed centre halves who've gone to United and taken time to find their feet. I mean, I think Gary Pallister in his fifth appearance, it was the the five one at Main Road. Vidic had a shocker with mm-hmm. Bentley scoring a hat trick yeah. against him. I think that from Lindelof's point of view, he's just a bit unfortunate that he's followed by who had a tremendous start. So there's that added pressure on him. Yeah. Okay. Do you think Mourinho knows his best eleven now? There's, there are a couple of players sort of on the fringe of that eleven, aren't they? Where he doesn't seem to uh, he doesn't seem to have kind of found a role for them yet, or found a specific job for them. Maybe Mata, Mkhitaryan, Rashford, those kind of players that are. You know that a lot of people yeah, are having their yeah. starting eleven, but I, I think with with Sunday's game, I can see him changing the defence quite relatively drastically. In that, I reckon Bay and Jones will both mm-hmm. come in because they did have good seasons. Bay has to come in anyway. Um, Jones probably deserves it because he's played well in pre-season as well. The, the left back is an issue, and obviously they're they're interested in Rose. You wonder what's going to happen with Shaw there. I mean, Mourinho said he'd come back in September. Uh, he also said Young was come back in October, but I was told that he kind of over-exaggerated their return dates to hasten signings coming in. I think Mkhitaryan is still a first-teamer, but I mean, the other night I was pretty unconvinced by mm. him, and he had a pretty patchy finale last season that was kind of masked by his, his Europa League final goal. Um, the left wing is still another position that's that's pretty much up for grabs because Lingard didn't play well there. I think Lingard's form in pre-season was good, but the Barcelona-Real Madrid games might have been killers for him because, mm. as I said, he was just overwhelmed. Yeah, so sure. you'd, I think you know, if you were to do a straw poll among United fans, probably over 90% of them would say Marshall needs to start there. But the man who matters, uh, Mourinho, just he's, he's not in that position yet where he thinks he's consistent enough. Yeah. I think he desperately needs width. I think that... Yeah. Last on Tuesday night, you saw there were times when they attacked that it looked promising, but it all just got too congested. We've seen that, saw that a lot last season. They just need someone who can stretch defences out, give more space to the likes of Mkhitaryan. I've, I've still got pretty high hopes for Mkhitaryan. I, I thought there were signs on Tuesday where he was he was trying to be involved, and you saw that him and Pogba were combining fairly well. But again, it just all yeah. kind of breaks down, doesn't it? It's part of the problem that he's been largely forced out onto the right wing and he's probably more a natural number 10 yeah he's not, yeah. A, right, he's not a right winger is he but United have got too many number 10s and can't fit and any not enough right wingers <laughs> no, no. and no. yeah it's, uh, it, you know, it's still an, an, an imbalanced squad isn't it that's yeah. the, the problem he's got he, yeah. he inherited an imbalanced squad and, and he's made some key changes that have improved it but it's still still not quite right you can see why they were so desperate to sign Griezmann because he just would have been the difference Likewise, why Mourinho was so keen on Perisic, which came as a bit of a surprise when we first heard about United's interest. Uh, he he recognised that need for pace and width. Um, and it's just something they he's, lack. He's more of a traditional direct winger, isn't he? Yeah, than, yeah. And some of the other options that they've got. You can see that working. You know, the modern game is not to really have those, isn't it? It's to have these wide men who who, who attack from wide and cut inside. So Bale, Ronaldo, Messi to an extent as well. Yeah. Um, which is why you can see Bale is the ultimate choice and why they, they love him so much. Um, on that, I wasn't overly convinced of what he was saying on the pitch afterwards when asked about his future. He seemed fairly... You know, seen him, seen him black and white, it looked like, yeah, I'm staying. But the way he said it, it was a bit... Mm. 
you know, that, that one's... I don't think left that the door open a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I don't think yes. that's going to end. It's going to carry on until the end of the summer and probably up Beyond. until January. Yeah. The thing is, he loves it in Madrid. He doesn't need to leave. Even if he thinks he's not going to start, you can give it another season and see. OK, we'll move on to Premier League. Um, quite a lot of people tipping United for the title. Are they, are they getting a bit carried away? I think they're still short. Um, last season it was a bit different because I think Mourinho did strengthen the areas that they were weak in and he got some big players coming in near Primovic and Pogba mm-hmm. and I think maybe they were just unfortunate that they came up against City at exactly the wrong time and City um, and, and Mourinho played the wrong tactics in that game by uh, by. by selecting just Fellaini and, and Pogba and he had Rooney playing behind Ibrahimovic it was, it was quite a loose formation uh, on this occasion now I think because of the uncertainty over this fourth signing the fact he's not got a direct winger in I mean it's clear that he doesn't want another potential uh, kid coming in that's why players like Dembele or Lamar aren't being you know, spoken about he wants someone who has been around the block yeah, and some red, a ready made option it, it, yeah. exactly and and that's why Perisic does make sense to a certain extent even though a lot of United fans are of the opinion that with some justification that he's an unfashionable option because he played for the seventh best side in Italy last season yeah um, but also just going beyond that I mean you look at United's attack they were profligate last season I think they scored 54 league goals and what have they done to strengthen it? Barges replace one striker with another, which is really insufficient. It, it wouldn't have been insufficient had they got Griezmann in, because then you've got an eminent forward mm-hmm. who could be a game changer. But yeah. looking at it at the moment, I, I do think Lukaku could be an upgrade on Ibrahimovic because he's more mobile. He can run into the channels. He brings more players. <clears throat> There's going to be a bit more pace attack. about United this yeah, year. Yeah, absolutely. It? So in that sense, it, it, it is an upgrade, but you're still talking about Ibrahimovic being replaced by a striker, mm. and there aren't many strikers who are better than him. So that would be the concern. And the other night that they're finishing at times was was woeful. There were four, at least four, very good opportunities that, that they squandered. Lukaku was was guilty of a couple of those. Mm-hmm. So I'd say that's a concern, I think, defensively as well, where Lindelof has, has come in and, and not really settled just yet, and there's still some uncertainty over the left-back. Um, that, that's that's not as secure as it could be, yeah, or perhaps some, should be. Some questions to answer there. Yeah, so, I, I mean, I don't... I don't like making predictions before the transfer window is ended because I think you need to wait until all the signings have come in. But at the moment, I'd, I'd say United are going to fall short, but I do think they'll get back in the top four this season. Yeah, I fancy okay. them to get close, really close. Um, I understand the the excitement around them. Um, I, I couldn't uh, confidently predict anyone to win the, the title, if I'm entirely honest, but... I do fancy him to be really close. I think Pogba is going to be a different proposition this season. I think he'll score a lot more goals. I know on Tuesday some of his decision-making was awful, but if anything, I was more encouraged by that because I saw someone who was trying to take on the responsibility. He did it, look like he was trying to get hold of the game. He looked like he was the main man. Yeah. And I thought that it just reminded me a bit of Ronaldo just before he absolutely blew up at United. And Ronaldo, even his biggest fans... Would, would have a go at, oh, he's so greedy, took the wrong decision, why didn't he play it to Van Nistelrooy, why didn't mm. he do this, missing this, uh, one step over too many. And it just felt like that chance early on when he should have played in Mkhitaryan, who was, who was free, he went for the shot himself. It just felt like a bit of that time when Ronaldo decided, no, I'm going to be the main man here. Mm. Mm. And maybe we're going to see that from him. I, 
he can't be as unlucky as he was last year when he hit the post about 15 times. You know, even half of those, even a third of those is five yeah. more goals, isn't it? I think you could be looking 10 to 15 goals for him next season. And that, that makes a big difference. Matic is going to give him a bit more freedom, isn't he? Absolutely. The, the arrival of him. Yeah, absolutely. I, I just, I, like you were saying about um, signing the likes of Perisic, I think Lindelof aside, Mourinho's signings this summer, it's been about almost guaranteed. You know, he knows that as a holding midfielder, there's, there isn't much better in the Premier League than Matic, and Matic is proven. Um, Lukaku is a proven Premier League goal scorer, even if not in the Champions League. But it's about the Premier League this season, like we said, mm-hmm. hasn't it? And Perisic, again, he's been there, done it. You know exactly what he's going to do, exactly what it says on the tin. So it looks like a, a manager who's putting together a team that he knows is going to make a proper push for the title, that he doesn't have many doubts about various areas. Mm-hmm. Um, he obviously really fancies Lindelof, hence why he ended up going for him ahead of... Um, uh, ahead of Michael Keane. Michael Keane. So, yeah, I, I would I look at it really positively, and also I think Mourinho just wins. He wins, he wins trophies, and I look around the Premier League and I think, yeah, obviously I fancy City to do really well. Because I think he's bought re- he's bought really well. Question mark over Tottenham, not not strengthening. The only question mark over Tottenham is not being at White Hart Lane. You know they had the best record didn't they at home last year. I think that. I think if Tottenham don't win their first game at Wembley, it could be really bad news for them. I think if they win that first game at Wembley, it could almost just get rid of all those doubts there. Um, but no, I really fancy United and yeah, fancy City as well. That, and maybe whoever finishes above the other one is, is going to be the champion for me. But no, I, I, I'd be very encouraged by United's chances, despite finishing sixth last year. Okay. Bold predictions. Okay, I think we'll we'll wrap it up there. End of another episode of Manchester's Red. We'll be back soon.